Welcome to the Parker Aver Group's podcast series, Talk Retail to Me, where we offer insights and realistic advice from experts in the retail and consumer brands industries. The goal of this series is to provide our listeners with two to three pragmatic pieces of advice in each episode that they can immediately go out and employ in their companies. If you're new to Parker Avery and this podcast, we are a leading retail and consumer goods consulting firm with over 600 years of collective experience, both as consultants as well as leadership positions in the industry. Our firm uniquely combines deep industry experience with consulting expertise and world-class talent to deliver meaningful results. Our approach allows us to build successful, long-term relationships with some of the most recognizable retail and consumer brands in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the Parker Avery Group, we invite you to visit www.parkeravery.com. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, we welcome the newest member of the Parker Avery team, Rob Gentry. While he's fairly new to our firm, Rob is certainly not new to the retail industry. He has over 20 years of consulting and project management experience across a wide variety of retail clients. Rob has managed or led several successful multi-year retail transformation projects for several brands. He's worked with leading software offerings in the areas of merchandise, financial planning, product lifecycle management, order management, supply chain, logistics, and point of sale. He most recently departed from Tradestone Software, and we are very pleased to have Rob aboard. So I have with me today uh, Deanna Emsley and Rob Gentry. And the purpose of today's interview is to kind of do two things, um, is really to introduce Rob and Deanna to the world from the Parker Avery perspective. Deanna joined the firm early in 2020. And um, that was in January before the world fell apart. And so she's got to witness this entire firm go through what everyone's gone through. So with that, let's jump right in. Uh, Deanna, I think you have some questions for Rob. So go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Trisha. Hi, Rob. How's it going? It's going very well. It's very busy Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Well, happy Friday to you. It's funny to be interviewing you because, as you know, but maybe the audience doesn't, we have known each other for a very long time, but it is my pleasure to get an opportunity to expose you and all of your skills and strengths to a broader audience. So thanks for letting us do this today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Let's get started with how did you end up in retail? End up? You make it sound like it's a negative thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've always had an interest in retail and marketing, uh, but originally I, I really wanted to be a hospital administrator and was actually in a college program uh, to major in hospital administration. Unfortunately, in my sophomore year, they decided to cut that program and I was left with business management. From there, I actually uh, started working at various companies and became um, sort of a quality control specialist, if you will and uh, was hired by Retech, uh, which got me into retail and working with uh, retail software. That's great. Well, there's certainly a lot of parallels between hospitals and administration and retail. Certainly, it's a customer-focused uh, synergy there. So I'm not surprised then that retail would have found like a good home for you. So in your career in retail, you've gone from a huge software company. Retech wasn't at the time, but that's where you and I first met. 
18 years ago. I did the math this morning, and now I feel very old, and I don't mean so to make do you I. feel old as well. <laughs> uh, but we both met at Retech, which uh, we both then experienced Retech being acquired by a, a massive organization, Oracle. And when you left, you went on to a, a very large Big Five consulting organization, and since then you've moved to smaller firms. So maybe explain to me a little bit more about what's driven those choices. Certainly. I can tell you that at times it's felt like a pendulum on a clock because I've swung back and forth from large to small. Each obviously has their advantages and disadvantages. Um, you know, on one hand, working with a smaller organization gives you really a feeling of being more connected, very entrepreneurial. Um, you, you feel less insulated from the everyday and what's going on. You know, the other part of that from the larger side is that you, you feel more like a cog in the machine. You've got, um, you know, you feel like a number. You've got different uh, roles and responsibilities that are assigned to you, but you don't really get to spread your wings or have a lot of depth um, across the organization. So that's really why I enjoy working with smaller organizations. Um, I've cherished my time at all of the, the places I've worked. Um, I've made great friends and and really enjoyed the time there um, but my heart always goes back to a small organization where I feel like I'm, I'm appreciated and really enjoy the the one-on-one -on -one with different people that's great well I know we're super excited that your pendulum has swung back towards a smaller more specialized firm yes. what's one of the things or maybe a couple of the things that you're really excited to dive into now that you're here at the Parker Avery group for me Core merchandising is really the area that I get to really sink my teeth into. I've had the luxury of working with different retail software packages on the left and the right side of core merchandising, but never directly in core merch. So this is really an exciting opportunity and time for me to really learn from some of my peers and the folks here at Parker Avery to, you know, basically get the best understanding and level of um detail possible in that space. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I've also swung from big to small um, employers and, and partners in business. And I, I love that Parker Avery kind of brings both strengths together in the sense that we have some of the best and brightest in the industry who have such deep experience, which is something I know we both experienced at very large firms. You have access to people with that depth of skill at very large firms. But as you said, we get an opportunity to really dive in deeply and make a big difference as individuals at a firm this size. I agree. And I think the, the, the beauty of this is that the people who are here are here because they truly love retail. Mm -hmm. This is the type of organization that you dream of working for when you when you specialize in a specific industry. The people here, you know, are twenty year plus veterans in retail, and that to me is, you know, says everything about what Parker Avery stands for and what we can bring to the market for value. That's right, and I love that. Um despite that depth of experience, which sometimes can get people a bit entrenched in this is the way I've always done it. Um, there's very little of that in our peer group. And I know that you are new and I'm, I'm only slightly less new. <laughs> As Trisha mentioned at the beginning, I, I feel like I've only been here in like two months in pandemic time because <laughs> 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 uh, my, my tenure has unfortunately been marked by this incredibly unprecedented and highly disruptive thing in our industry, but certainly it's also given me an opportunity to dive deeply into some internal work with the firm. 
Yes. And from that vantage point, I've certainly, I, I feel like I've reconfirmed an assessment I had as an outsider to the firm that this is a team that not only loves this industry, but loves learning. Exactly. Really loves hearing other people's opinions and loves saying, oh, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I haven't thought about it or done it that way. Let's hear more, which I really appreciate in a group of people, as you mentioned. You're making us feel old again, Rob, that we're all 20-plus year veterans. <laughs> I'm in the That's same That's an group. odd combination when you have people with that kind of depth and that kind of openness. Well, I'm, and I, I'm in the same group. Yeah, Sorry. I think it's, it has a lot to do with the respect that, that I, I certainly feel for the rest of the firm as well because nobody's afraid to admit that they're wrong and everybody is open to new ideas. And I think that's that speaks volumes to the firm, its people, and our leadership, for sure. Absolutely. I think it also goes back to what I was saying in terms of working for the larger organizations. Um, they tend to be cookie cutter um, in their approaches and methodology. So you, you're almost pigeonholed uh, to not learn something new because they want you to do it their way. Um, so here, you know, you're getting that, that depth and breadth of, of knowledge from many different, um, you know, experiences in the, in the wild. In the wild. <laughs> well, I mentioned the pandemic, Rob. Um, again, with with our shared experience, we, we I don't think either of us has seen anything like this in our yeah. industry. And and with very few exceptions, this industry has been rocked in a, a, a pretty negative way. So, with all of your experience in software and in management consulting and in process engineering. What are some of the things that you're bringing to the table now as you work with retailers under these conditions to help them get through this and, and potentially even thrive under these conditions? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. It really is, you know, interesting times. I never envisioned my life to be what it is today and spending my 50th birthday in my house and, you know, milestone birthday. But, you know, the way I look, at the pandemic, I look at it in two levels, on two levels, basically. The first is is the human and the emotional level, because this is, you know, a time that's trying for all of us. And especially in the retail industry, you know, people, brick and mortar um, structures are already, you know, being beaten by e-commerce and what have you. So people are nervous and people are scared. Um, so I get it. The other part is it's a new way of working. Um, for example, just as the pandemic was striking, um, I was two weeks into an eight-week design session with a customer, and while most of our clients were putting things on hold, they decided to move forward, and we had to shift our entire way of working with them, um, moving to, you know, people from who go into an office every day to telecommuting from their home and being on Zoom and, you know, working through that. So that, that took some, you know, agility to, to change not only our approach of how we were working with them, but, you know, being empathetic, if you will, to, to their plight and what it, that they were experiencing. And then if I think about it from a business perspective, you know, it's, it sounds cliche, but that thinking outside of the box um, attitude of going above and beyond, looking for the unorthodox ways that you could potentially um, help a business grow, looking for alternative ways for, for revenue, different ways of selling and reaching your customer, maybe even different marketing strategies. Those are the type of things that I think, um, you know, we we should be advocating and helping our customers with, um, even though it may not be, you know, normal we have to think unnormal in the, in the current circumstances. I love that, again, as you said, it sounds cliche, but it's really not to think about how 
powerful our experience with thinking outside of the box is and under these conditions. As consultants, we're asked often to come and look at a problem that a very smart team internally has been looking at for a while, usually. We, we don't come to the table with a new perspective on what the problem is. It's on how to solve it. That's why you bring outsiders in to assist. And so we're, we're often very good at quickly saying, well, that part's not really part of the solve. And hey, there's a blind spot over here. It doesn't look like you've looked at it at all. Let's dive deeper into that. And th- I think those are really important skills not only as, as practitioners, but to teach our clients how to um, just build a muscle with individually and as organizations. I think that's, that's not cliche at all <laughs> under no, those I, conditions. I agree with you. I think you know an outsider's perspective certainly uh, lends itself to, to ideas that may not have been thought of internally. But, you know, certainly, you know, coming to the table with a wild idea takes courage. And, you know, yeah. sometimes it's... Um, it could be, you know, very rewarding for that idea to take flight. Yeah. I think another thing that's related to that question, Rob, as new bees to the firm, again, to some degree, <laughs> a little bit less so me than you, but only only a little bit less so, I think one of the things that our clients need to learn how to do now is how to communicate with even less authority than they are used to having, because there's an authority that comes with proximity. Right? When you're sitting in a conference room, your behaviors and that interaction with each other, it creates a level of authority, whether organizationally that structure permits you to behave that way or not, just the proximity to your professionals does. And now we're having to examine and model what does it look like, what does the behavior need to look like when you're sitting here on a Zoom call? What, what does it look like to influence each other? from a distance instead of having the benefit of proximity. So have you have you found, again, in the firm and with our clients that that's something you're relying on more now as well? Yes, it is. I mean, it, it helps to have pants on when you're doing the Zoom call. So that, <laughs> that's certainly, um, you know, and, and having your dog quiet while you're on the phone. It, it's a definite change for sure. Um, I think the new normal is you know, being adaptable and being open to to the disturbances. You know, one of the things that for me is really important is being able to read body language and sense, you know, how the room is reacting to messaging that I'm putting out there. Um, and in this climate, it's very difficult to scan the Brady Bunch screen and find the nine, 10 facial expressions and figure out, you know, if the messaging is landing properly. So. In those instances, it's it's more touch bases, it's more communication back and forth and, and checking in that um, people are getting out of it what they need to be. Yeah, I agree. Again, I think it's something that I didn't appreciate was a skill I had that I've had to rely really heavily on, on under these conditions, both as a new employee and as a retailer facing a pandemic and remote work almost entirely across the board. What's one of the things you would say is your superpower? I I use that phrase when I think about something that I know, and as a woman, I think we know these less and less, right, Tricia? But something (laughs) I know that under almost every condition, I'm going to be really good at that. Almost almost no matter what scenario I walk into, that's something I'm going to be really good at. What's something about you, Rob, that you feel is a real superpower? Mm, That's a wonderful question. On a basic level, I, I would say it's my empathy. Um, and with that comes both negative and positive connotations. Um, so on the plus side, 
I can read a room very quickly and I can sense when there's something going wrong. And, and it also helps me change my demeanor and fit the mood um, to the room as well. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the positives of that. The other challenge, though, is that it can be very draining. For me personally, a lot of the negative energy in a room can really make my role difficult, especially if I have to deliver bad news, if I have to negotiate an opposing opinion or view. That you know that weighs on me because I can sense the the negativity and I can sense the the, the pushback. So, for me, that's one of the areas that I'm I'm continuing to grow in, and uh, for me to express myself and be able to uh, keep it factual and keep the emotion out, but you know also keep the human element present. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Again, going back to our we met 18 years ago chapter of our story, I absolutely can concur that you have very strong empathy. I was new to the software industry. I was new to consulting. I was new to proper project management. And I was partnered with you, thank goodness. And you were such a great mentor right out of the gate, right out of the gate day one. And again, I think about myself and, and being handed such a fresh person, <laughs> a fresh talent, perhaps, but very raw, very, very much a maybe not going to be a diamond so raw. And you are so empathetic and so helpful and yet gave me so much room to figure it out in my own way. And I, I, I remain eternally grateful for that, but it brings me so much joy to be able to work side by side with you again now because that You're is certainly one of your superpowers. You're very many, kind. Thank I you. Going back to what we talked about with a small firm, you know, I was immediately welcomed um, with many different, um, you know, notifications, emails, etc. Let me know if you have any questions. Reach out to me anytime. Let's schedule a lunch. Let's schedule a, a, a coffee. All of that was fantastic. So. Assimilating very quickly with Robert Kaufman, um, with uh, John Lawing on the project, uh, also with um, Dave Birdsall and helping me understand some of the logistics and how we do things at Parker Avery, um, very quickly came up to speed and was just you know very pleased and very happy to have the experience to, to start bringing value immediately to a customer. What's something people wouldn't guess about you? I've never been intoxicated. Really? I'm yes. surprised by that. Uh, I was <laughs> in, in a fraternity, industry, too. How have you pulled that off? <laughs> I, I, I do drink, but I've never been intoxicated. Hmm. So, And I was in a fraternity, so that's important to, to know. Wow. Um, I've always wanted to be a stand-up comedian as well. I took some improv classes uh, several years back, and I found those very interesting and fun. I think, you know, for me, again, just general shyness sometimes, you know, precludes me from wanting to be the person that I, I want to be. But, um, you know, all in all, I think I do pretty good. Um, I've seen Elvis in concert twice. Wow. Wow. Um, the real Elvis? They're real Elvis. Wow. That's a neat little. These are great nuggets that I didn't know or would have guessed about you either. I love it. And and then the one final thing is I'm a huge Star Trek fan. So I over the years I've started collecting uh, screen worn uh, costumes and and wardrobe wow. from Star Trek. So. Um, you can't see it in the pictures here, but I, I have Star Trek action figures and toys all around me. So very. Very much into that. That's fantastic. I love it. Is. It's awesome. Well, thank you, Rob. 
I hope everyone has gotten to know you a little better. Yeah. Again, so so excited that you're here and that we get to work together in, in a proper standby kind of way again, standbying each other instead of more distant, which is what the last 18 years have been. We've certainly been colleagues in a broader sense, but not in this direct sense. So I'm I delighted remember, to have that opportunity once again. I remember running into you at the Minneapolis airport. And, uh, <laughs> Back in the days when we got to fly around, yes, sir. Exactly, exactly. I don't think you recognized me, but as soon as I said, hey, you did, so. <laughs> I was probably just in a zone. You know how you are when you're moving through the gates of an airport. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yep. Well, All right. maybe someday we'll be traveling traveling on airplanes again and uh, we can bump into each other again. I know, Rob, you're in Atlanta and Deanna, you're on the West Coast. So That's um, right. yeah, at some point we'll meet in the middle, right? Or, or wherever. Right. Or wherever. Far, wherever. far away because we'll be so pent up with the need to go. <laughs> just go somewhere. Agreed. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, you two. It was fun right. talking with you. Have a great Thank weekend. You. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Rob and Deanna a little bit better. If you are interested in learning more about the Parker Avery Group and what we offer to the retail and consumer goods industries, please visit our website at www.parkeravery.com or look for us on LinkedIn. Just search for the Parker Avery Group. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. We are available on most major podcast channels. We truly enjoy sharing our industry insights and expertise with the world. Take care.